Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christlikeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talk about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today we are continuing in our series in the Psalms. We are in Psalm 25, another Psalm of David. Psalm 25. Mm -hmm. Teach me your paths. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They they shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Who is the man who fears the Lord? He will instruct in the ways that he should choose. His soul shall abide in well-being, and his offspring shall inherit the land. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. My troubles of my heart are enlarged, bringing me out of my distress. Consider my afflictions and my trouble and forgive all my sins. Consider how many are my foes and with what violence hatred they hate me. O God, O guard my soul and deliver me. Let not let not be put let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Thank you. So here it's labeled in your Bible, is it teach me your paths as well? Yeah. yeah. And notice you have a different version than I do, and that's okay. Um, teach me your paths. So the Lord, he's leading us. Verses 1 to 11, we see how David puts his, uh, the Lord leads us is added. So were you looking at over at my notes? It just yeah. says, teach me your paths. But in order for God to teach us his path, he needs to lead us. So we need to be humble before yeah. him. And is it the same version? Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, the same version. Oh, I thought it wasn't. Anyways. No. Um, I was following along. <laughs> David, you know, it starts off with, <laughs> to you, O Lord, I lift my soul. Oh, God, in you I trust. Mm-hmm. Right? Let, let me not be put to shame. Don't let my enemies triumph over me. I love this where David's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I need you. Yeah. Right? I need you. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a, the, my, my Bible's got a bunch of little notes. Things at the bottom, yeah, bit. yeah, different, different version, like like written version, but this one talks about the shame hmm. bit a little bit, okay, and, and how uh, oftentimes in the Old Testament, in particular, right. when it's not let me not be put to shame, it's like let me not get caught worshiping an idol that doesn't hmm. s- doesn't come through, like doesn't that isn't you deliver, okay, right, yeah, like. Yeah. I don't want to be... Yes, I have read that often where it's like, don't let me be put to shame. Like, I'm putting my trust in you. So, I, all these people know I worship you, so don't so let... So be the God I think yeah, you are. exactly. Yes. Right? 
Yes, it's, that's it's my, kind of an my interesting way. But then when you read it that way, like to you, O Lord, mm. I lift up my soul. Oh my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Like my enemies around me are saying that you're weak. Yeah, I need you to like I yeah. need you to be strong because if you're not strong, I'm done for. Yeah, totally. I can't do this on my own. This has to be you. Yeah. So please step up and and be you. Yeah. Right now in this moment, for them to see. Yeah, verse 3 is reaffirming that when you look to the Lord, you will not be left. No shame. The shamed ones are the ones that are wantonly treacherous, right? They are the deliberate and unprovoked. It said, indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. So yeah. David's just, you know, reminding himself, I think, like, okay, Lord, none. Like, yeah. I will not be put to shame. Yeah, I, no. I know this. God's got this. We, we got this. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. I just, I just think that that's... Like the deliberate, because I was like, when I was reading that, I'm like, wantonly treacherous. What is that actually saying? Yeah. Uh, um, so those that are like deliberate and unprovoked in their treachery, right? Yeah. This is something that is within them. There's no reason for it. It's, yeah, that's exactly. That's just how they are. And then verse four says, you know, make me know your paths. Oh Lord, teach me your paths. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I'm waiting. You are my salvation. I want I kind of can hear the desperateness here. Make me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Yeah. You know, like in those moments where we want Jesus, but we don't always know what to do or how to get there. And we're so aware of our own sin and our own nature that we're like, no, make me know your paths. Yeah. That's what I want. That's what I want. You know, I like need, Paul, like, yeah. I don't I, do what I want to do. And I, and what I want to do, uh, sorry, am I getting loud? <laughs> what I want to do. I, uh, I do what I don't want to do. I do. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what David is saying, you know, make me know your paths, teach me your paths, yeah. uh, lead me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation for you. I wait all day long. So there's this, do you know, I think one of my favorite things about the Psalms and it's a continue, it's a continual, uh, theme is that for you, I wait all the day long. I wait, mm-hmm. um, constantly. Uh, we ask God for things, we trust God for things, and yet we wait. Yeah. Right? In God's timing. Well, who's who's the sovereign? Hmm. Right? Yeah, who's absolutely. Who's the one that determines all yeah. things? Whereas um, David, I think, constantly reminds us of this. Through. Well, that's, that's, remember, the king who everybody waits for. Well, he, uh, yeah, now for saying, him. I wait. Yeah. No, he's right? saying that's me that I do. Yeah. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Verse 6 and 7, yeah. right? Remember me by your love, not by my sin. <laughs> yeah. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness. I love that. Remember me because of you, not because yeah. of me. Remember yeah. me with your love, not my sin. Yeah. Yeah, I love we that. Could, we, we should all be praying that. right yes like uh, i was lost i didn't know myself i didn't know where i was going but you lead me your love saved me so remember me based on that based Mm -hmm. on you yeah not on me i love that verse eight good and upright is the lord therefore he instructs sinners in the way yeah he leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way all the paths of the lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. Yeah. Mm. Humility. The Lord is good. Right? Yeah. He teaches the humble his way. And I love that. The paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. Yeah. It's pretty hard to 
um, to say that, you know, you're a good person and you're doing your own thing and going your own way. Because we do not within us have a steadfast love and faithfulness to anything. (laughs) No. Right? No. So, but for those... Steadfast is something we don't really know in our worlds. Yeah. Uh, You know, stick to itness. Stick to itness. Staying with something... Yeah, when so that it has a chance to stay steadfast. Yeah, yeah, and it's mm. something that we, you know, in in churches we see all the time. People mm-hmm. are like, "Oh, I want to try this idea," and then they start and then quit. Yeah, no, before I've, you even get going. Yeah, and I'm like, I have to look at people all the time and say, if we're volunteering for this, mm-hmm. if we're going to stick our necks out and do this, we need a year. We yeah, need a year yeah. before we can figure out yeah. if this is actually working. So you're committing to, you know, and then do the math this many Whatever, Sundays, right? right? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you'll be away. You'll have some vacation. There are moments, there's of days course. you're going to be sick. No one goes but, every single Sunday. But let's be honest. If there's yeah. 52 Sundays in a year and you want to fire up a new program or a new whatever, mm-hmm. you probably need to be around for 45 or more. Well, yeah. Right? Like, it just, and to it's be just committed, the math. right? And, like, and, I mean, yeah, it's somewhere that steadfast, right? And people don't get that. And then they no. look at the pastor and go, well, how often are you here? I'm like, every week. Every week. Well, no, they don't. <laughs> I find they don't say how often are you here as much. They, they're just a, well, can't you do it? Yeah. Well, that, that's also, that's why, a whole well, other thing. Why don't thing you just that, do it? Like, that's why not do the, you? That's not the steadfastness. That's the willingness. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they have great ideas. They just want somebody else to Well, do. and that faithfulness, right? They're not yeah. faithful to. But there it is, right? It's the humble that will learn God's ways. Mm-hmm. Patient, long-suffering, yeah. sticking with it, committed. you know, not giving up, yeah. committed, um, Paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. Yeah. Just yeah. constant, consistent, yeah. continual. That's right. And it's it's the Lord that leads us in those because mm. we don't have that in ourselves. No. No. That's where the humble comes in. Verse 11, for your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. <laughs> I love this. David is choosing to trust in the Lord for everything here. Yeah. Right? He knows he's sinful, but he knows the Lord is good and gracious to the humble. So I just love how he asked God to deal with him according to his great love. Yeah. Not my yeah. sin. Not, not my great sin. Yeah. yeah. And like for your name sake, oh Lord, partner my guilt. Mm-hmm. That's great. Like this is actually, it's not about David. David gets to reap all the rewards of following the Lord and the Lord loving him. But this is all about God yeah. and bringing glory to him um, and showing his name is great to everyone around David. Yeah. It's uh it's a story for all of us, though, right? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> God doesn't win any oh, great contests by having story. me and his, yeah. his, uh, his followers, us, right? Man, yeah. Or any of us. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, the 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 best of us is still the worst of sinners. Like, yeah. That was Paul's whole yeah, whole message, right. right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Verse twelve: Who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. So mm-hmm. I love this question: Who? Who is the man who fears the Lord? Where are you? Yeah. Verse 13, God will instruct him where he should go. His soul will abide in well-being and his offspring shall inherit the land. I love this. We see this in scripture all the time. Um, the offspring, right? The generations, yeah. the legacy, well, the and that's, faith. That, yeah, exactly. Through They're, your children and we, their children. We need to stop thinking about just us. Mm, yeah. It's and more there, than just is, right now. there is the legacy of of faith that we pass on. So as parents, if you have kids in your life, like that is, that is an intended reality that we will teach our kids 
everything that they mm. need to know about God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I know it doesn't doesn't always work out, right? No, like, I, know, I, I get always. that. Yeah. But more than that, if you don't have kids, mm. you have children in faith when you share the gospel. You have no, children in faith right. when we continue. Like there and should be a legacy of, you know, yeah. it's that old cheesy <laughs> song like when the dude gets to heaven and there's all these people, you taught me Sunday school and you did oh, this and you, yeah, I forget yeah. what the song oh, is. Oh, is that like the Rebolts? I don't Thank know. Thank you? Beats could be. Thank you for to the Lord? Yeah. That yeah, one, yeah. Oh, where like that the, always made me cry. Yeah, but that's the just idea, the right? The legacy. Yeah, the, no, 100%. Here is, here, is, here is what has been left behind. Mm. Um, because if you become a believer and hide the gospel to yourself, you're that light mm. under the basket, you're salt that never gets anywhere to be used. Right. You're not going to, to the gospels there. Yeah. Um, we don't leave a legacy. Mm. Like, you can't become a believer and be silent about it. No, that's or right. Like you shouldn't. Well, and, and scripture talks so many times about generations and, you know, um, the offspring, your offspring will inherit the land and... Mm-hmm. So that's clearly something that we are to be thinking about. Yeah. That clearly we are then, to be. Yeah. If your kids don't walk in faith, work on grandkids. Right. Right. Make sure that they get it. Like there's there's ways like right. we need to reclaim that generational well, how many times legacy. Do you see for God's grandparents? Glory. Yeah, for God's glory, grandparents bringing, you know, grandkids. Like I worked in a Christian school, and some of the kids were there because of their grandparents, yeah. not their parents. Their parents. Um, went along with it. Grandparents paid for the tuition yeah. because it was important to them. And it's a super common thing in, in, oh, in specifically our church right. for grandparents to bring grandkids. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. you got somebody in their late 60s, mm-hmm. 70s, mm-hmm. some 80s right. bringing their grandkids because, well, it's I want them to hear the gospel. Yeah. I want them to be here, yeah. right? So they, yeah. they do what they have to do to make sure their their grandkids get there. That's right. That's right. Verse 14, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him Mm. and he makes known to them his covenant. I love that. The Lord is a friend to those who fear him. So David, his eyes are always on the Lord. And why? When he got as a friend to him. So it's more than that. When he's, when David is trapped, the Lord rescues him. When he's caught, the Lord rescues him. When he can't move, the Lord rescues him. The Lord always rescues him. Mm. And I think that's something for us to remember as well. Mm-hmm. When our eyes are on the Lord, when we fear him, he is our friend. And more than that, he is our rescuer. Um, verse 16 goes on and says, Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. This yeah. just gives me a picture. I don't know, just a picture in my, in my mind of this. Um, I think we've all been there. We've yeah. all felt lonely and afflicted. And so like asking God to turn to me, like I just need your face on me. I need yeah. your presence yeah. right now. Just I've need. got nothing. Yeah. You know, I've got nothing. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. <laughs> Bring <laughs> me out of my distress. Um, and I know David, we know David's story. So we know that he has moments of big trouble yeah. <laughs> where his heart is definitely yeah. burdened with big things. Absolutely. But he knows that the Lord is the one who can bring him out of his trouble, out of his sadness whatever situation it is, he can't do it on his own. Mm-hmm. So he, he asks the Lord to turn his face to him because that's enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. enough. See me. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 18, consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins. Yeah. All or nothing. 
all. David is all or all. nothing, I just, right? I think that may be what I love about him. All or, I'm kind of an all or nothing, I think, too, in a way. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> a little bit. As a person who lives with you, a little bit. <laughs> and so I just look at David and I, I just, I don't get everything, but I do, I get a lot of, a lot of his, like, forgive all my sins. Yeah. I'm afflicted. I'm trouble. You see it. Yeah. Now forgive oh. me. Hundred percent. You know, we don't always act how we should in those moments of trouble and affliction. So David's saying, "I I have sins, mm-hmm. forgive them." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Uh, verse nineteen. Consider how many are my foes, and with what violent hatred they hate me. Right, like so. Yeah. Safeguard me. Verse twenty goes into that too. Like guard my soul, protect me, keep me in you. And how many times in life are we walking down a path? And we know that our heart could so easily be hardened. Yeah. We know that we could easily be enticed into sin, whatever well, that might look like. like day by day by day. Like, like I can't tell you how many times I've prayed, like, guard my heart. Yeah. Guard my heart from yeah. hardness, from, from being cynical. You know, safeguard me, protect me, keep me in you. Yeah. Right? How, how many times do we pray that? Well, mm-hmm. I pray it a lot, I feel. Yeah. But it's like, you know, David is saying, I trust you. You're my refuge. Yeah, exactly. Don't let me be put to shame. Integrity and uprightness preserve me, so I wait for you. Mm-hmm. I wait for you. There it is again. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with a cry to redeem Israel from all troubles. So it's like super personal. Yeah. And then uh, I don't. I didn't actually look into this so too much. Um, he cries for God to redeem Israel from his troubles. Uh, David is the king, so obviously he is thinking about Israel mm-hmm. as well as himself. Uh, yeah. And Israel belongs to God. Yeah. So he just kind of ends with that. I sometimes yeah. feel like it's, you know, when you pray and you pray all these things and at the end you're like, oh, and this too. Yeah. <laughs> just like take it on at the end. <laughs> oh, what, oh, and this too, right? This well, is this a is a, you know, there's a little note in, in my Bible. I don't know. Uh, this whole psalm, if you read it in Hebrew, mm, is an acrostic. Oh, apparently. interesting. So apparently Hebrew is a very beautiful language that way. It, every, every line is a successive letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Very so, uh, yeah. Yeah. He he was working with whatever was uh, whatever was the last so letter of the Hebrew <laughs> alphabet, and I don't know Hebrew, but we do have a uh, a, a, a young boy. Yeah. Uh, how old is is Albert? Do you think? Oh, Albert. Oh, I think he's about four. I don't. He maybe is pre or maybe is kindergarten next year. Yeah, for the last year and a half, he's been reciting the Hebrew alphabet to me. He, yeah, uh, he's pretty amazing. This guy. He uh, he learned it, uh, and you heard that right. Four, maybe five years old, and oh, but uh, he's been doing this for a year. And he can he can recite the Hebrew and Greek alphabets to me, so he quite enjoys it. I'm assuming it's right. I don't I'm actually knew them. Right. <laughs> I'm probably knowing. knowing but yeah, this is one way. of those things where those letters lined up, and if this yeah. was in Hebrew, you would have the alphabet all there so that redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles is the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Yeah. Uh, it starts sense. with that, right? That's so what that is. I think that there are times when it feels like God is far away from us, right? And we can't see clearly where he's leading us. We are often burdened with trouble from our circumstances, our choices, from our sin, or maybe we're just confused. But this does not mean that God has abandoned us. God has not abandoned you. Like David do you pray for the Lord to guard your soul, to forgive your sins? Do you tell God that you trust him, and do you wait for him in that trust? Waiting is hard, I know. It feels lonely. It's isolating at times. What are you waiting for in your life right now? 
What are you waiting for before God? I read once that praising God with your whole heart also means even when you are in despair, disappointment, or confusion, you still praise from the depth of your heart. And David shows us this time and time again through the Psalms. Mm-hmm. He praises with his whole heart. He holds nothing back. No. So my question for you, my encouragement to you, are you trusting Jesus? Whatever you're walking through, are you trusting him? Are you praising him? Are you allowing yourself to be preserved by him, by his integrity and his righteousness? My encouragement is to lean on him. He will guard you and he will preserve you. He is there and he sees you and he is fighting for you even now. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or a comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. And as always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. Hope you can join us next time. Until next time.